And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately after this outpouring of the Holy Spirit on Mary and the apostles, Peter steps out in order to address the, the crowd that is witnessing this event. They are amazed, but they are also perplexed. What does this mean? What is this power that we are seeing? Where does this intoxicating joy come from that makes these apostles seem like they're drunk with wine? Where does this enthusiasm, this boldness and new courage come from and this gift to be able to speak in new tongues and languages? And so in order to speak to them, Peter takes them back to the prophet Joel where God promises that there will come a time when he will pour out his spirit not just on a few people and sporadically like he did previously, but God promised that he would pour out his spirit upon all people from the greatest to the least. And Peter says, this promise has been fulfilled through Jesus Christ. And this is what you are seeing. It's the gift of the Spirit. And he says, this gift is for you. For all of you. For all those with a believing heart who are willing to repent and to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, the Savior of the world. I am struck when I read the Bible how it describes the key figures in the New Testament that are opening themselves to what God is doing in Jesus Christ and how it describes their life and their action. It often uses the phrase, filled with the Holy Spirit. This phrase is used for Mary, the mother of Jesus, for her cousin Elizabeth, for her husband Zechariah, for John the Baptist, who will be filled with the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb. It is used to describe Simeon the prophet. It is used to describe Mary and the apostles at Pentecost. It is used to describe Peter, to describe Paul, Deacon Stephen, and many others. Filled with the Spirit is the trait that the Bible wants to emphasize. And praise God, you and I, because of our baptism, we can say 
that we are filled with the Spirit. But let's try to understand what this means. This cannot be understood as a one-time static gift. I'm not very good at grammar, so someone had to to explain this to me. The Greek word that is used for fill, the tense is what they call the aorist tense, which means to be continually filled, to be filled in an ongoing way every single day. And of course, this would have to be the case if the Holy Spirit, whom we call in the creed, the Lord and giver of life, who is the very intimate life of God between Father and Son, who is the life principle of our soul through baptism, if this Spirit is dwelling in us, it would have to be new every day, constantly fresh, always bringing graces of further renewal, taking any hardness in my heart and softening it, any coldness of heart and warming it, always moving, always acting to guide, to console, to heal, to bring many other gifts. It's the Holy Spirit that brings to completion what Jesus did by his cross and resurrection. The Holy Spirit brings to us all the fruits of redemption that Jesus obtained for us. And it's this Holy Spirit that if we open ourselves to his presence, he will give new form and shape to our lives. This is why St. Paul says there are different gifts. There are different forms of service. There are different workings, but the same Spirit who accomplishes them in each one of us for the benefit of the whole community. It's for all these reasons that the church rightly says that this Pentecost must continue to happen in every generation in the church. That Pentecost should still be happening with all the members of God's family. And did you know? Did you know that the Mass provides an occasion for this to happen? Every single Mass. There is a moment, a particular prayer, that is called the epiclesis. Now, that's a fancy Greek word, but it means simply this. The invoking and calling down of the Holy Spirit on the gifts of bread and wine. It's when the priest takes the gifts, the deacon and the priest take the gifts that are brought up, they're placed on this altar, and the hands of the priests are raised, and they come down on the gifts in this way. 
And you're going to see that again today at Mass. With the prayer, there's different forms, but this is one of them. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the epiclesis. You're going to like this. You are really going to like this. What do those gifts represent of bread and wine before the consecration? They represent us. That bread and that wine symbolizes the offering of ourselves. You know what this means? That we are not only calling the Holy Spirit down upon the bread and wine, that the Holy Spirit may change the bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. We are asking the Holy Spirit to come down on us, on you and me, that as we offer ourselves with the priest to the Father in union with Christ and by the communion that follows, that the Holy Spirit would transform us more into Christ, that our mind would be more like Christ, that we would love more like Christ, and that our life would take new forms, a new shape to reflect the gospel. And because this is happening at every Mass, it's like a little Pentecost. I would not mind at that moment when the priest is doing this if you held out your hands like this in anticipation for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on you. In fact, I would encourage that as you're kneeling just to extend your hands out during the epiclesis as you receive the outpouring of the Spirit in a new way. And in order for this moment to be more efficacious today, since it is the Feast of Pentecost, after communion, as the Lord is so intimately with us and the power of the Spirit pouring into us, we're going to have a special song. And I hope you will sing along with the choir. It's a very simple, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, fall on us. And just open yourself to the Spirit. And let the Spirit come in the way that you need Him to come today. And so now the most important thing is not the words that I just said. It's what we are now going to do. What we are going to receive at the epiclesis you have a new word to show off with your friends? And after communion, what we are going to invite the Holy Spirit to do. Amen.